The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Align and awaken with Mother Earth Rising podcast. Let's rise and heal together with me, Pippa, your Mother Earth healer. So welcome back guys and today I am interviewing a beautiful lady who I connected with a few years ago now. Her name is Angela and I'm going to let her introduce her beautiful self. So hi Angela. Hello, hello, hello everybody. Hi, well I'm Angela. Um, I am a being of light. Um, I've been working with the beings of light since uh, 2004, uh, receiving the information that is very relevant and very pertinent for us all. And in 2004, I was, um, I felt very, um, shall we say, very um, in a very narrow group of people. And it is just so immense at the moment that uh, things are just flooding through the the universe and so many people are connecting. And of course, the vibration is so strong that, of course, all we have to do is to think about it and we are connected because, of course, we are those bodies of light. We are vibrational beings. And I like to think about the analogy of um, if you were sitting on a swing when I was a young girl, I had two sisters and with three of us, my father made this swing, which was basically something that was between two buildings and it was just linked. So one sat on it and then another sat on it and then another sat on it. And I just like to have that image really where we all are joining this. And as each of us joins, we bring our energetic energy to that and we are connecting to one another. So um, my story is is long and uh, we've had some very exciting opportunities, traveled the world, followed the Kundalini energy. In 2012, we were in Mexico and had this immense experience where we actually did walk through the sliding doors where we actually were in a, um, we were encouraged to go somewhere this amazing Cuban bar and because I love music and I love to dance you know the vibration is really you know right through my body in every way and I had a fabulous night and we left and then a few days later we thought we'd go again we got into a taxi asked the taxi said I don't know that place we said yes we'll show you it's just downtown and we went to many many places and it was never there again and we did slip through the universe so that particular time was very immense for for me but over and over i've been shown so many aspects of myself and that idea of being magnetized you know from the very smallest things and once you are awakened to that energetic body and you see yourself people call it lots of attraction various aspects of it so literally once you are attached to that there is no way that we cannot other than manifest 
you know, who we really are and why we're here and what it is we're here to do. And that was very purposely given to me by the uh, Beings of Light in 2004. And my, my particular purpose on this lifetime is to connect with as many beings as possible and ask them to remember who they are. We are at this particular time moving into the time of the Atlantis again, where, of course, the Atlantean beings, of course, did not use voices. They were telepathically communicating with one another. And, of course, that, of course, is that magnetism uh, that we've forgotten. We decided that we didn't need it for whatever reason. We traded it away for other things that we thought were more useful, really. Uh, we thought we'd be more magnificent if we had more um, physical things. Uh, and we thought we'd be better and greater if we had a bigger brain. We thought we'd be better and greater if we had a greater physical body. But, of course, the aspect of ourselves that we've forgotten and buried away was the spiritual aspect of ourselves it's so um, fascinating i just just wanted to jump in really quick Angela. yes the bit about the tel- telepathy is yes fascinating because when chris and i met my partner mm-hmm. he was in california and i was in the uk and we were actually mm-hmm. had telepathy being away from each other he would wake me up in the night i would wake yes. him up i knew what yes. he was doing i knew what mm-hmm. crystal he had mm-hmm. and obviously we're, we're a twin we're a twin flame connection so it's yes, really I'm, get, I'm getting lots of lots of uh, lots of uh, shivers now. Yes, and in fact, I was thinking about you and your partner because, in fact, Wayne, in fact, manifested me. He wrote a list of this being he wanted to meet, and lo and behold, I appeared. Mm-hmm. I always laugh about that though because he always said oh, he wants this and he wanted that, and I said, but of course, there is the other side of that too, which was is quite amusing. But basically, for me. What I realised was, as a little girl, um, people used to remark on my voice. And I also had a very large vocabulary. Of course, at that time, I'd not realised why that was purposeful for me. Uh, But I was a very shy girl. But even so, people would ask me to be, you know, the main part in the play and all of those sorts of things. And I'd be all shaking in my shoes, but I would do it. And people were magnetised by that. Uh, gradually, as I started to realise and started to awaken within myself, that by the time I was 28, which is quite an interesting time for us all, because that is our first Saturn return. Yeah, mine was a very interesting year. That yes. Year. <laughs> yes, and I think most people, when they think about when they were 28, they probably can find that they did something that was manifested for the continuum because basically we then worked on that next 28 years and of course that 28 year for me was about I said that I would uh, definitely a particular job I had which was to be the training manager and I knew they weren't going to give it to me because I am the person that was breaking you know the ceiling for all of us you know the divine energy the divine feminine energy that was coming into the earth and I knew because I'd unfortunately I'd had a miscarriage just before that that they were going to not choose me, not because I was not the most capable, but just because they thought I'd be going, you know, that I was still in that place. And maybe we're still in that energy too. And it disappoints me really. I've done lots and lots of work on equal opportunities, you know, and, uh, and I said, but we are getting to that tipping point, aren't we with that? But anyway, that sidetracked that. And I partic- I said that that job was mine because I knew that I could manifest the rest of my life through that. I knew I could have my children and and absolutely be the person I am and choose to do. And when the people would call me when I had the children, I had three children, one after the other, 
And uh, but people would call me, they'd say, Angela, can you do that? And I would always say, yes, I can do it, but I can only do it, you know, around my own children. So I created the life I wanted to live and I've continued to do that. Uh, and it's been a, a wonderful journey for me. And I know I am very blessed. I'm uh, very honoured, you know, to be living in this lifetime. And if we go back to the telepathy, what's really interesting about that, of course, we all chose at this particular time, all those beings that are on the earth now, we all chose to evolve at this time. And we chose to evolve with a human voice. Yeah. And this is why we are all, like yourself, using our human voice to magnetize people towards us aren't we yeah and it's funny you say that because I when you mentioned about your voice when you were in school mm -hmm. I I would be but not bullied but I would be mocked mm -hmm. for my voice in high school mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it would be manly or it'd be you know too mature mm -hmm. for my age and I think it was mm -hmm. just because I was an old soul but yes. as I started to really stand in my truth and do my podcasts mm -hmm. and speaking mm -hmm. events People come to me and say, Pip, your voice is mesmerizing when I do meditations with people at my full moon events. Yes. You know, yes. they all just, um, even my partner, Chris, he just adores mm. my voice. And over time, yes. Yes. I just realized yes. how powerful my voice actually is. It's a powerful tool. Absolutely. And th because that, of course, is the magnetism, you know, and once we recognize that and uh, as, a, as a professional coach, I use very much the idea, the analogy of we need to understand who you are. And of course, I've been joining the dots a lot recently and revisiting that time, the time I'm, uh, when I was very actively being a professional coach. And I've coached people around the world. I've coached big industry. I've spoke, coached smaller companies. I've done individual coaching as well. But what we always did was unpack, first of all, who you are and what your tools are. And I used to refer to it as a toolbox almost. And what we'd say is, and I'd ask people, you know, so just like you've just identified, haven't you, that vo your voice is your power. Is that right? Yes. Would you like, yeah, that magnetism. And so once you, uh, this is this is the idea that when you have that realization, and you of course have that, once we realize that this is an effective tool, what we then do is bring it from that unconscious, which lies in our gut, that is the second brain. That's what the Buddhist, you know, the Buddha says, yeah. the second brain. And that, of course, is that body um, magnetism that we feel all the time. Just when I referred, you know, at the, while I'm talking to you, I'm getting lots of, you know, sort of electro currents through my body at the moment because we are connecting mm -hmm. absolutely. I'm the same with my healing. So I, yes. whenever I'm in flow or I'm sending mm. healing or I'm doing mm. intuitive readings, mm. I get goosebumps yes. and I feel yes. tingles everywhere. So that's yes. kind of how I, that's my power yes. as well, just with my yes. voice and my healing. Yes. And then the other aspect I was given was my breath. And it's interesting going back to our partners once again. Uh, I met Wayne and he stepped, I stepped in front of him and I magnetized him immediately just by my breath. He smelt the sweetness of my breath, the angelic breath. It's crazy. And yes, and when I'm with in ceremony, uh, with uh, when why we create our sound ceremony, and it is a ceremony, and, and that's one of the things also that we is very important to honour the fact that we are in in ceremony because people out of ceremony, of course, can use and utilise things that then sends them on a shall we say a slightly different path not on the path of truth I work with this idea of if you thought about you know um your little finger just slightly moving 
but very soon, if that little bend would then go way off, you very quickly move away from your truth. And that idea of being and honouring who you are and being really in your purpose is such an important aspect of acknowledging who I am, why I'm here and what it is I'm here to do, which is that purposeful errand I've been given by the light beings and working with people so that I can magnetise them by my voice and my breath. And we are currently now using that global consciousness to such an extent. So I've been attuned to I am a Reiki healer. I'm a master Reiki healer, Kahuna Reiki healer, all of those things. But there is no intention of using any of that. And I haven't done that for a long time. All I have to do is to think it because so many people have been connected to the Reiki or to any energetic body at all. So that idea of just thinking it and we're there, which I'm sure that's what you do. That's, yeah, that's, it's, it's, you know, that, yeah, this that year cosmic has been, power, yes. Yeah, it's Sorry. like the, this year has been like a, a, a huge, I had my quantum shift in April and mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. then, and Chris had his as well, and it's it's yes. just put everything into perspective and a lot of the time, like you, Angela, you said, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't have to even think, it just happens. No. And when I'm on healing, if it's a lot of it's distantly because I found distant healing for me is more powerful than physical if they're in front of me. And that to me just shows how much of the power we can all be around the world and we all rise together. Yes, yes, yes. I my sister spent lots of time in India and she fell off a, a curb once and she just called me and said, Angela, you know, I've done this. And so that was when I was shown and and I've even had injuries myself which is really interesting. I went through a period where I kept falling over and breaking bones. And I understood that this was for me to understand that this is the power that I had and that we all, of course, can heal ourselves. Um, and sorry, my phone started to ring. It's okay, just, 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 yeah. just ignore it. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. So basically what uh, that whole aspect of yourself, which is, and I think really something that's come to me this morning, which I misread something I'd written before, and it was about creating an energetic roadmap to come back to the soul. But really it's about understanding that each of those little aspects of ourself traveling along that path. So, so for instance, going back to that healing that I was shown. So for instance, I did this, uh, I put a knife into my hand, which sounds a bit horrible, but that's what I did. And I just put my hand in the air. And then I went to my healing room and I watched the skin being uh, healed in front of me. Yeah. I had a terrible accident where I hurt my knee dreadfully and to the point where I had to have an operation. And um, eventually the consultant, he was very nervous about doing the operation. And he said to me, Angela, he said, I've decided, he said, just to go and look. And I said, absolutely. And I saw him within the Merkabar. bar. I saw him and his hands and knew it would be perfect. Then he expected me to be in physiotherapy for about nine months. And within six weeks, he said to me, Angela, he said, uh, in fact, he said, I can't think of any reason why you should come again, except to tell me how you did that. So I've had lots of opportunities to really have that conviction given to me. And of course, conviction around purpose is how we then manifest 
the path before us and yeah. really grasp those opportunities. You're the same as me, Angela, because if people aren't living their purpose, I mm. teach the fact that every living thing has a purpose a tree has a purpose my pet dog has a purpose a flower has a purpose Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they 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 just do they're they're beings and I've just recorded an episode earlier on about we're human beings not human doings and the thing is when we're not in our purpose we we tend to be doings instead of beings and Mm. people don't realize that when you're actually in living in your purpose everything just feels effortless and just yes just know it's your calling yes exactly everything is just you know that galactic sun you know is streaming into your crown you know chakra and it's at this particular time we're being asked to step up because the earth is being fired up you know we're to be present a very important part again and this is this whole thing about me going back again so I have a little book which is called the happiness-based business and it asks you to be present you know I've been and I I wrote a program which was called uh, the impact of the touch and I wrote that in the 1990 you know middle 1990s I was talking about vibration then and eventually what happened of course is that eventually I've come round as we do because of course awakening is a thickening spiral I see it as a spiral rather than a path you know, so we start off with this very narrow um, understanding of what is about. And eventually what happens is we return and return and we return with this new information, which thickens and thickens our consciousness out. And then we understand. We understand why that happened to me all that time ago. Um, I refer to it a bit like uh, painting by numbers. I've always yeah. said, and I actually talked about sound being the final bit. But what's interesting is, of course, it's not. It is the sound, but of course, and again, it made me revisit the magnetism because what I was talking about in the impact of the torch touch was magnetism. I was saying by the inflection in your voice, let's hear it. I used to do lots of recordings. I'd say, let's hear what happens. Let's hear what it's like to be in touch with you. And then people would hear very clearly for the first time who they really were on this planet in this moment. What was that radiant being sending out? Or maybe it wasn't a radiant being. But clearly they heard it very clearly about, oh, I didn't think I sounded like that. And the other important tool, which, of course, is so relevant all that in every aspect of who we are is about that ability to listen. And the key thing I used to, you know, do a, um, a workshop and it would last eight hours. And what was interesting, I'd written many things. I'd written the program. My mind was completely blank. And then I would step out and then the whole thing, just as I'm doing with you now, would just occur in exactly the right way for the people in front of me. And this is something I say when I'm when I do my sound baths and we have our ceremonies. Whoever has arrived is absolutely the right person. Do not worry about anybody that didn't arrive, because we agreed many, many eons ago that we would be here together in this moment, just like you and I. You and I agreed long, long time ago that this would be our moment where we would fully reconnect with each other and resonate with one another, because this was our moment that we chose. This was our purpose, and we are using our purpose with great clarity, aren't we, Pippa? We are, and that's what I love about it, is that everything is divine timing. I just said earlier on as well, 
I don't I don't believe that we ever make a wrong choice or no, a wrong absolutely decision. not because it all leads yes. us down the path where we were meant to go yes you cannot know yes you cannot know and what's very interesting about this is at the particular time we um so that idea of us coming together and I just wanted to just tell you about the listening so it's the idea of listening not to reply but to understand yep and it's very profound that I find when I say it I can feel can you feel the energy around that yeah just to understand and I can feel it it's sort of I can feel it in my solar plexus yeah that same. ability it's like, it's like a yes. total tingling feeling yeah it is it is you know and so we're now with this in, um, information that we have you know this photonic light which is in every cell of our body you know we are a bloom when we're in ceremony I will walk around and we did this amazing ceremony just before lockdown and this is really very was very profound so we did a ceremony in January and I already knew that this was coming in I already had a sense of we were I've been talking about the whole of this year the idea of shedding and shedding and shedding yeah and composting deeply 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 so that we could grow these wonderful beautiful seeds that we were meant to be for the next time for this lifetime now and what happened was we had that particular um and it was the 25th of january which in fact was the beginning of the aquarian age when aquarius saturn and jupiter have sat together all of this year they have sat heavily on us all of this year but then what happened was we were invited uh, to do a sound bath in Chester Cathedral, which was immense. And the, the uh, shall we say, the hierarchy of the cathedral were a bit nervous, I'll use that word, about this strange being arriving with her sounds. Because they are unusual, the sounds that I make, along with the, instru- the beautiful gong instruments. And, oh, sorry about that. And so what happened was we went to the cathedral and more than... A hundred souls arrived and the date was chosen and the date that was chosen was my birthday. So this was my purpose. I arrived on the earth on that day to be purposeful along with my beautiful partner, Wayne, for us to ignite the next period of this time, which we're still sitting in. And we will still be in this place until the solstice on December the 21st, 22nd, which is my sister's birthday. Uh, it's wonderful. Just, I, just, yes. I just life's so wonderful. One thing that I'm dying to ask you is, yes. what's been one of your greatest memories or moments with Mother Earth? With Mother Earth? Oh, I've had some amazing events. But in fact, recently I've had a really profound thing happen just on the fields. I'm very fortunate because I live where I live it's very, very old. There are pits which date back to the Ice Age. And so the I walk on that earth and it is connected to the ancestors. And recently what happened is that the footpath has been enclosed by a wire fence. And it was such a profound thing. I just thought I can look around now and realise that possibly we could just take a very, very narrow path we could be forced into that narrow path, but all we have to do is to lift our head and to see the beauty and the expanse that is about us. And Mother Earth was very much telling me, tell everyone, Angela, 
that they don't need to be limited by one path. I use the analogy of um, the lily pond, actually, in the frog. So I am frog. I'm uh, in uh, shamanic energy. So I, I'm one of my totems is the frog. And so if you imagine this idea of me as a frog or you as a frog sitting on the side of the lily pond, a beautiful lily pond that's covered in lily pads. And I've decided that as a frog, I'm going to leap across to the other side. And of course, I get halfway and then realize that, in fact, I could go to the left and I could go to the right as well, because the lily pad here are so numerous. And so I don't have to be limited by other people. I don't have to be limited even by my first thought. My mind is so expansive. And Mother Earth shows us over and over how expansive it is. You know, so if you take on that particular walk also, I, you, I actually did a recording of it. So I walk through the water, I walk through the air, the blustery winds come through to me. The aspect of every aspect of nature was showing me that I, as a being living on the earth, was so connect, was connected to every cell and every aspect of every aspect of nature. That is my most current thing. I, I've sat and found my power animals and sat in ceremony for eight hours while you know the heron arrived and then the tiny ant arrived to show me the attention to the detail i love that my uh i, I found out my well, power animal i think it was about two years ago and yes. the first one was a wolf and then the second yes. was a gorilla and i loved it, yeah, right. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. yes wolf is i sit on the wheel actually as wolf yes that's uh, uh that's my uh so and the wolf of course is teacher the wolf is yeah. the teacher, which, of course, is what you are manifesting in this lifetime, aren't you, Pippa? Yeah, and I think the gorilla, for me, how I re how I resonate with mm -hmm. gorilla is the tribe, mm -hmm. being the tribe. Right. It was the yeah. silver, silverback that as well. Was, so it's the... I can see that, yes, physically. And that's really not to be rude about No, I know, yeah. You understand what I mean? A magnificent being, the silverback. Were you the silverback, did you say? Yeah, it was a silverback. Yeah. I, I remember he, I, I went yeah. in the journey, I went, I was on his back and he took me up the hill and he said, yes. he, he told me, he said, you know, you, you were in a tribe in past lives and you work mm -hmm. well in a tribe. You know, you mm -hmm. your voice, Absolutely. as you said, is your power mm -hmm. and people come to you because of your voice and message. Yes. And, Yes. Never, never. I can imagine you beating your chest and making that sound and, and howling to the wind. And in fact, recently, just before uh, the end of last year, I, I met a lovely lady called Melissa King. I don't know. She's well, she, Melissa's she's my very good friend. Uh, of she, course. And that's yes. the reason why she's come in now. So she and I did a beautiful ceremony together. I don't know. She, was, she and I, she did one aspect and I then did a, a one. That was the show. one that I attended. So that was yes, very special. Yes, I thought, I thought mm -hmm. it was. It was very amazing, wasn't it? And I think if I remember it, she actually brought in the... Uh, uh, the jaguar on that particular evening for me yes and and I had that very profound experience which was the jaguar showing me and this was about and it was interesting because it was a word I wouldn't normally use and it was about um being the uh, manifesting the uh the home in a way and it was that she went she we walked along and she showed me how she was looking after her home and she was bunkering down, basically. She was showing me this is what she keeps in her home so that she can continue to feed her cubs. And, of course, this was the time it's coming. And that's only just come as a realisation to me now, in yeah. fact. 
Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, yes, my shaman journey has been very interesting. So I actually start as my rejoined my shaman journey right at the beginning of reconnecting to my spiritual path, which was in uh, the early 90s. Um, and uh, I did I then connected to the shamanic aspect of myself once again. And uh, that breath's coming in now. <laughs> I'll take control of that now before I disappear into the ether again. But uh, yes, and that shamanic path, remem- remembering to walk the earth, yes. remembering, you know, to, and it's so important, you know, it's particularly as females to walk the earth without anything on our feet you know, that aspect of, you know, trying to walk on the earth, you know, because we have that, we put our rubber shoes between us and Mother Earth, you know, so as many times as possible, if we can walk without shoes on the earth, you know, it's, it just makes that connection, it's like that a magnetic, mm. absolutely, you know, that is embedded in that auric field, you know, that we're really feeling, and it, it allows us to have that uh, true connection to who we truly are, you know, you can't. Um, one of the things that's very important, and I keep on seeing this, is that this this light is just streaming into the earth at the moment. You know, we've got to be present so that we recognise it. We've got to really. We've been incubating and incubating and incubating ourselves. That idea of composting and composting and going deeper and deeper, so that we can understand our cosmic truth because recently what's actually happened with the earth is is that we've been in a way the earth and its planets have actually been sitting completely on our own but what's actually happening is that the galactic consciousness is joining us in droves you know they those cosmic beings are so with us now you know so the opportunity to be more expansive you know to this that the um, we had a, a comet arrive, and it was the first comet that we'd had since 1953, which is a is a very long time ago. So it was a comet that arrived, and it was Neon, sorry Neowise, and she came. I think it was August, and she brought this new photonic light, the magnetic energy of our uh, the the, uh, the Earth was dropped. And she brought in this new light for us. And this new light came in as diamond codes within our body. And that is all connected to the galactic consciousness. The earth is just stepping up, streaming up, and it is absolutely magnetizing our crown chakra to so much more. It really is. So, And this is what we're feeling, of course. It is. So before we do finish in a couple of minutes, I want to ask you two more Mm -hmm. questions. So what are your main tips, Angela, for helping others who are listening to heal themselves physically, emotionally and spiritually? Well, just to choose to live in love. You know, we're using this idea. If they can imagine that they are breathing through their heart and their heart is like a lung, if they can use that, that breath work, you know, really do that. I am trying very hard, uh, and it's one of the things that I've tried off to do, is to try and ground this information so it doesn't sound too woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that idea. So I'm asking you now to think of your heart as a lung. Yes. Breathe in and out 
through your heart you know that idea of and most important is is to choose no fear and even more important that than that is to choose no shame yeah because shame has really held so many people down in this lifetime you know it, including myself at one point absolutely for most people for most people in this lifetime I could tell you a, a, a you know a very powerful life pre, um a past life that I was given so my mother was Greek I have this Byzantian blood running through me one of my major guides is he sits on the Acropolis with a long stroll writing and writing but about the sixth century I was given a lifetime which was it was a family as a family we were quite um well respected in this the Byzantine village but something had happened and we were being blamed for it and I see myself as a young girl and the blood is streaming underneath the door and this particular shame has been held through the female line until this lifetime where we've been clearing that yeah so this shame we many most many families have been holding this within their dna and we need to clear it don't we we do because when we clear it ourselves we clear the line absolutely that is what we've done and i did that for my father's line earlier in the year um and he asked me to do that for him and he asked me to do it through his grandchildren and it was just magnificent we have cleared that aspect of our family that has held us down and it does do that so very much i'm saying so this is a little mantra i choose to live in love i choose no fear I choose no shame. I am the light. I am grace. And I live in my heart. Yes. I love that, that way we'll make decisions from our heart. Yes. You know, be very strict with yourself about it. And it's a really important thing to ask yourself, you know, what resonance am I sending out? It's quite a, and I don't know when, when, when you ask somebody that very specifically, they do have to pause and sometimes people gasp don't they well I ask my clients you know I always say to mm-hmm. them you cannot give away what you do not have so if no. you don't have love in your heart you cannot give yes. love away so that's why yes. the self-love journey is very powerful yes yes so you know it is I am my awareness you know I'm, yes. uh, you know I am who I am and, and to stay at that mountain top you know to be the top of your being, to yeah. be the best human being that you can be. Yes. You know, and, and send that resonance out to everybody. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it helps others to shine their brightest light yes. too. It's like, yes, it's you know, right. it's the analogy I have that I always see in my visions is the beacon of light at the top of the mountain. And when you, yes. when you light yours, the other mountains yes. light up because you are. Yes. And, and then what happens is you then become evidence of your truth yes because people feel it don't they they do they can't deny it can they no. and when you're in your power and this is one of the things i've always said is that your power is your truth so it is the other way around your truth is your it, well power. well for both it works both ways <laughs> absolutely yes exactly that was the reason why i said it <laughs> yes because in fact i've always said that you, we don't have to defend who we are all we have to do is to demonstrate who we are, because once you become evidence of your truth, you know, then no one can question who you are. Yeah. You are sitting in your power, you know. And the other thing, of course, is that's very important is we're not happy 
unless we're all happy. You know, we are that strongest link. You know, using our self-awareness, you know, our self-awareness and to have the belief that, yes, this is the path. Yes. And people can't take you off that. You know, I always say that, you know, the past is behind us. The, all we have now is this moment. Present moment. Yes. This is who we are. This is why we're here. And this is what we're here to do. Yes. With purpose with clarity, with beauty. (laughs) (laughs) So my last, my last final question to ask you is through your eyes, Angela, which are beautiful. Mm -hmm. What can we do more of to help mother earth rise? Well, first of all, we can acknowledge her. And and I think the the other important thing is that we as human beings, we just decided that we were the most powerful beings on this earth. We decided that. No one told us we were. And really, the way that we're going to raise Mother Earth is to acknowledge the fact that there are every sentient being on this Earth is the same as ourselves. I'll tell you a really funny thing to really get get to understand this. Did you know that 40% of our DNA is the same as a banana? (laughs) <laughs> I teach this I say when you're outside at a tree or a yes, flower yes, that is part yes. of you so we're all connected absolutely so why would we do that you know this morning I looked at the window and there was a cobweb on the other side of the window and there was a wasp that had got trapped in it and it was buzzing around and I said I think that wasp is uh, is stuck and when immediately got up out of bed and just allowed it to go if we can give the same attention to detail that we think is so important elsewhere, as in, you know, your work, work or whatever, you know, that attention to that piece of paper or whatever. If we can give the same attention to the detail of who we are within this cosmic being of light that we've created in this moment and acknowledge that everything is happening. I mean, the other day I had a wonderful thing that happened to me. My daughter said to me, and it was my son-in-law actually said, there's a lady looking somewhere to put her bee, uh, her beehives. Mum, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? And I said, of course it would be lovely. So the lady came along and now she's going to bring her beehives on my land, I which that. I love because that is my abundance. And I it want is. to share everything with everybody. You know, I want that. You know, I'm going to I'm creating a wonderful retreat, which I would love you to come to Pippa and be part of. And it will be in February again around my birthday, which is February the 20th. And we will walk on the land. We will walk on the land and feel that resonance coming through us and acknowledge that and we could sit on the land and we'll find our power animals and they will show us just like the little ant Angela because of course because I'm a a resource investigator it's called which is I'm the person with all the ideas like you (laughs) sometimes our attention to detail can be you know a little bit wayward so you know so the ant is always saying Angela you know look at this just that little bit more attention will, will bring it into perfection. Yeah, I love you know, that. So, so um, I hope in a roundabout way I answered those questions. You did, and I've just been <laughs> listening to you because you speak my language, and I, you know, yes. even 
people listening to this will just love it because again yeah. it's it's realizing who you are and realizing where you come from and who you're connected exactly. with because we're all connected and it's absolutely it's yes. so beautiful it, yes you know and know that those people will be put you know know and be aware of that you know the very very small once you start to realize that this is happening it can't stop once the yeah. once you've it's a shift the flow, once you've had the shift absolutely, yeah yes the flow is there you can't stop it we can't stop that any longer we have it's i think it's called a rubicon we've crossed a bridge we can't go back again yeah with all this information and everything that we have we can't do that can we nope. and of course what happens is of course if you slightly slip of course your gut tells you you know because <laughs> you know you can learn a new habit in 21 days that's no long you know no time at all and i mean i don't really have seen some amazing thing i actually have seen a a video of a, a neuron growing in your brain when you have a thought you can actually see it growing it's amazing new- it is amazing. And we are amazing beings, but we have just only utilized such a small part of our brain and our minds because we've shut that down because we thought other things were useful, you know. And in yeah. fact, I actually read a message um, which I wrote in 2004, which was amazing. So I have many, 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 many books because I've been write- automatic writing. And I found this and it said that we had to close down the light because they didn't want it to be contaminated but of course now we're being asked to open that back up again yes I love that but we had to protect ourselves for quite a long time I was that you know sort of very sliver of people sitting on the side that was just talking this information you know and um my my, my children used to say my mama oh no it's not your hippie stuff is it you know sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no but I, had, I was persistent and yeah. I used different words and it was quite interesting, really. But I knew I was magnetizing people all of the time. And eventually they would be able to open their eyes and their heart to hear it and get, aha, they had the aha moment. Yeah. Because once you've had the aha moment, you can't go back. You, you? can't. No. 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 It's amazing. And that's what I want for everyone listening is just to really oh, have that yes. moment. It's I'm so, so blessed. Yes. That, you know, that you and I talking, I feel that really, I'm so excited. I feel, you know, so blessed that um, I've had this opportunity to talk with you Pippa Thank and you. as a result of that you know share that you know to because that is who I am I've been asked to ask everybody to remember who they are and why they're here and what it is they're here to do in truth yes and I hope you found that little bit of light listening to this episode as well guys oh, absolutely oh yes sorry yes I hope so too <laughs> I know and I just just send my love and my heart. And I always finish my ceremonies by saying, I send my heart to your heart. It is embedded in every code, every light code that is here on the earth. I'm sending this to you now to ignite you, for you to go on with your blessed path. Don't look backwards. Everything is before you. I love that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Angela. And thank you to everyone who's been listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly did. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. And we'll speak again. We will. And thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And love and light to wherever you are in the world. I'm sending yes. so much love from both of us. Yes. So much love. So much love. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. 
I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.